Hey, folks, it's that time again. Believe Sports Biz Sports Media, also heard on pod clips around the world. I am Fred, along with cousin Andy Barron, art source from Galaxy Sports. So much to talk about. But to me, the big story is Kevin Brown. Now you're going to say Major League Baseball pitcher. He was a good pitcher. I'm not talking about the pitcher. I'm talking about the O's, the Orioles announcer, TV announcer, who, and I, we're taping this uh, Friday afternoon, Friday night, I think he's going to come back with the Orioles, but he was suspended for more than a week because of uh, something he said. It was just outrageous. He mentioned that over the last few years, the Orioles had problems playing Tampa Bay. Now, the last few years, you take a look at the Orioles record, you'd probably say they're pretty horrible. He was just reading the notes that he was given. And uh, Andy Barron, your comments, he didn't make a racial comment. He didn't make a sexual comment. He told the truth about the Orioles in Tampa, and they were suspended for more than a week. And I believe tonight, Friday, he's going to get his job back. Any comments, Andy Barron? Yeah, he's uh, just being a bit of a scapegoat here, right? He, he did tell the truth, but it was a story that that some folks didn't want out there. They're they're you know using this as an opportunity to uh, to make a little bit of a a statement about it. And, and thankfully, you know, it's, it's short and he, and he's going to be back and, and um, probably be, be forgotten over time, but just kind of an interesting, an interesting story to say the least. Uh, Art source, any comments? Yeah. I mean, the neat thing about it was, even though, you know, we know that he didn't do anything wrong. He called it like he saw it. Reality's reality. You know, what was neat was seeing the brethren of major league ball broadcasters, guys like Al Michaels, Jason Benetti, Gary Cohen, Michael Kay, Dave O'Brien, all standing up for him. You know, one of the Dodger announcers closing out his telecast the other night mentioned, you know, free, free Kevin Brown. I think it's important for guys to be journalists, to be able, you know, we went through the era of the Homer announcers and, and they're fine. They really are fine in certain cities, but I mean, this guy does a good job. I listen to him on Masson a lot. He's young. He's good. Jim Palmer seems to like him. Palmer's been around a lot of great broadcasters. He would know. And, uh, and, and I'm just happy that the cooler heads have prevailed and they're going to let him broadcast tonight. Art, don't ask you a question. Andy, I want to ask you a question. On Wednesday night, Mike Lorenzen, who was traded from Detroit to Philadelphia, had a no-hitter after eight innings. He had thrown 110 or 111 pitches. And uh, manager Robbie Thompson allowed him to go out in the ninth and he went one, two, three, and he had his no-hitter. My question is, if he's playing for the L.A. Dodgers, does Dave Roberts even let him go to the eighth inning? Nah, Joe Kelly comes in and <laughs> probably finds a way to, to quash that with the arson squad. No, that's the whole problem I have with Major League Baseball now. You know, I mean, just, just purely statistically, all right, we're a business show. Statistically, if you have a pitcher that's gone seven innings, eight innings, and he's pretty well just shut him and shackled him down. Why would you want to go with a with a setup guy and a closer, meaning three pitchers have to be on now, as opposed to one that you know is hot and ready to roll? That's always befuddled me. I don't understand it. I realize it's a long season. But then again, I go back to an era at 126 where guys like Warren Spahn and Nolan Ryan threw 350 innings. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm this pitch count to me is just perplexing. Andy, yeah. you're 3,000 miles away from Los Angeles, but do you think that uh, Dave Roberts would have allowed uh, Mike Lorenzen to go in the seventh and eighth inning? If, he loves uh, Dave yeah. Roberts. So, yeah, yeah, I've said this before. <laughs> Dave Dave Roberts can do no wrong, uh, you know, as a Red Sox fan. The guy, um, 
is one of my favorite human beings. He scored the winning um, run. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, he stole that base. I mean, it was the important base. Um, I, you know, I don't know what he would what it would have done. It's interesting to me. Um, there's certain things about baseball. I know it's a sport. I know there's a long season. There's millions and millions of dollars riding, but there's still something special about these accomplishments that players can have. And I've always thought that, especially in this particular one, leave it up to the pitcher. Let the pitcher decide whether he wants to stay out there and, and go for it. If he says, no, I'm gassed. Can, can you imagine one of these guys going out with Bob Gibson on the mound, going for a no hitter yeah. and the manager <laughs> came out. I mean, he'd say, get your ass out yeah. of here. <laughs> But what's the worst that could happen? The guy gives up a, a hit, and and then you know, then you bring in the pitcher you're going to bring in anyway. You know, it's give, give the guy a chance. Point. Yeah. All right, so we're three quarters the way through the uh, MLB season. The new rules under Manfred, uh, Andy Barron. I don't think you like a lot of the rules, but uh, that's seventh quarters. team. You know, that's that's going to be a tough one now. Uh, Andy, what do you think of the uh, the rules so far in uh, 2023? You know, I'm not really a fan of any of them. At the end of the day, I'm a, a traditionalist. I really love baseball. It's the perfect game, right? The 90 feet, the, you know, 60 feet, six no inches. No shot clock. It's, yeah, the, <laughs> no time constraint. The only sport that has, has no time constraints at all. Um, you know, I, I just... Um, I, I understand why they're, why, why they're tinkering with it. I'd, I'd rather it just have been left alone. Uh, Art, what do you think? You know, I, I have noticed something, Fred. The second baseman and the shortstops are getting awfully close to the bag at second base. Yes. They're, they're, their heels are up against on the grass in the, in the infield. It seems like they're they're kind of shading a little bit. They're starting to come back where we were. Um, the one thing, the pizza box bases, I don't think they made a big difference early in the season, but now I'm not so sure. Um, what bothers me, though, is in extra innings when the runner goes out to second base. That, to me, totally bastardizes one of the great games of all time. Because if you can't get a guy in from second base with no outs, you know, with all the years I spent with Rod Dato and watching, you know, Walter Alston and, and Lefty Phillips and all the great angel managers, Bill Rigney, all you have to do is hit the ball to the right side. The guy goes to third. The infield comes in. You take a 250 hitter, make him a 350 hitter. Come on. All you need is a fly ball. That's what I'm saying, Andy. It's a, it's a it's a bunt and a fly, right? A yeah. bunt and a fly out. This is yeah. it's just kind of ridiculous. It's, where it's, we used to call it Billy Martin ball. Remember the you know <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I just I you know I'd rather I mean not that I want this to happen at all, and I know this was done because of the the time of a game, but I'd rather a game end in a tie than a game end that way. Not the games you. end in tie in baseball, but that's just that just it doesn't it just doesn't make sense it doesn't uh it, it what do you think so about against... the, what do you guys think about the seven playoff teams vis-a-vis dropping it back to six this year you get a league like the american league east that's really stacked i mean the worst team in the american league east would probably be the best team in the al central right now even though be... minnesota's coming on i mean is that is that fair i mean to have one year where there's seven teams that move on to the playoffs the next year at six, don't we want to have a little bit more stability? Well, what I want to, is fewer. You want more. I think uh, I think the regular season is supposed to mean something. Okay, but Fred, do you like that? I mean, I didn't like that one game playing in, but I got to tell you, it, it brings a lot of excitement to a to a late season game. You know, when when you you know. Uh, I kind of I'm I'm seeing it both ways from your side as well. I mean, a team plays 162 games. 
maybe you only should have three or four teams, one wild card team and the three division teams. I see your point, but I also say, you know, for, for teams like Cleveland, teams like the Twins, um, you know, Toronto and, and maybe Boston, you know, these teams still have a chance. Hell, I mean, you look at the, the Minnesota Twins, they're, they're going to win their division, right? But, I mean, then look at the American League West. The Dodgers, excuse me, the Angels, they were, they were like rolling there for a split second. They had wild card fever. And, and, you know, now, of course, Seattle's in the hunt. You got Texas. It'll be very interesting. The Padres finally threw in the, the bar of soap. I wanted to give Mancini a little fun about that. But he wasn't with us tonight. You know, if they you ask are, me, I, I actually – it's baseball hasn't been the same since it was four divisions, and I would love to see it get back to four divisions. Because if you get down to four divisions, you're always – you're not going to have a situation like the American League Central where a team would finish third or fourth or fifth in a different division. You're going to have you go. two really good teams coming out of the American League, two really good teams coming out of the National League. Hang if on. If you want to do some kind of a wild card, hang you can on, do it. Hang on. Hang on. There are how many teams in baseball? 30. Yeah, that makes it different numbers. Yeah, it's hard to do the numbers. You, you'd, ha you'd have to have a three-team division based on that. 15 and 15. Four, four, five, four, five and, and three. five. Yeah, you're right. But if we get two more teams, if we get two more teams, you know, I mean, and there are some, 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 I think some cities that are ready for major league Oakland, baseball. Oakland. I, I, I don't see, I don't, I'm, I'm confused. I don't know why there's a, would be a problem with eight teams in, in one division and seven in the other. No, no. What I'm saying is you want four, you want four divisions. In they want ba league. balance. No, four divisions us. total, two American league divisions, two national league divisions. Oh, yeah. That way you don't. It, it won't be exactly balanced. I'd be a fan of adding a couple of teams if if they well, need to. There'd be to, one seven and one one seventeen league and one eight team league. One one seventeen division, one eighteen division, wow. and and at the end of the day, even though it's not quite balanced, it's not that the seventh or eighth team is the one making the playoffs. The key is you end up with two really good teams. Yeah, making no the. Doubt. Yeah, there's no doubt. Now you could end up with a team on one of the divisions that comes in second. That's better than the number one in the other okay. team, but you're not going to have the other. How about the, the other proposal, you guys? Where, where, and Mark Mancini's behind this, and, and a lot of other sports do this. Minor leagues do this, where you have a first half champion and a second half champion. You're asking me, no. Uh, <laughs> Andy, I don't Andy, like that what either. Do you, what do you think? I, I don't. I, the reason I don't like that is because you can be the first half champion, and then certain things happen where injuries or whatnot you're not going to be a competitor at the end of the season. If that okay. happens, I got to ask you guys a question. We're talking about, we're talking about sports. We're talking about sports washing. We're talking about all these things. The French soccer star Mbappé just signed a $700 million deal with the Saudi soccer league. Okay. Which I, I wasn't even aware, you know, that they had Ronaldo under contract as well. Uh, so this is running really deep in sports. But my other question was, and this is very simple. Eric Bieniemy leaves the world champion Kansas City Chiefs as the offensive coordinator to go to Washington. He's the offensive coordinator of the Commanders. The Commander players go to the head coach after the first week and a half of practice, saying, "This guy's a taskmaster. He's too tough. He's gentlemen. This is the National Football League. I come from an era where we played. We had three a days." We hit, we never ran around in shorts and shimmels. We were out there banging heads the whole time, even us kickers. <laughs> Andy, what do you think? Yeah, you know, it's, the it, enemy. it's funny. It, 
I mean, I didn't play at the at a high competitive level, but it feels like sometimes that that my two a days in Pop Warner were harder than some of these. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> NFL training camps. I, I don't. I don't get it. Okay, but before we go, this is going to destroy his chances of becoming a head coach. What do you think, Andy? Well, now we understand why. Yeah, I, I think. I think. It, I think it probably it probably will, and it shows that being a head coach, you got to have, you know, be very multifaceted. You have to not only know the game, but you also have to know how to relate to players, um, especially in today's world where the players have a lot more power and a lot more decision-making than they ever did in the past. You, you got to be a different kind of, different kind of coach Fred, than, than the old Can days. we do a eulogy for my PAC 12 conference, the conference of champions? I'm very upset over let's this. Light, let's light some candles. I know. I mean, think of the great athletes. I mean, over the years from Matthias to Plunkett to, you know, I mean, all the great Heisman Trophy winners for Stanford and USC. And I mean, come on, it's just, it's just really, I mean, and you know, as much as I want to, you know, say to Scott, Larry Scott and Klyavikov, you know, it goes deeper than that. This, there was just something inherently wrong. And I remember you talking about it a year ago when you said, the rumblings were starting to happen. And at that point in time, all they needed to do was step up, come together and say, look, we're going to find a deal. We're going to make this happen for the tradition of the, of the, of the PAC 12, PAC eight, PAC 10, the American athletic union or whatever it used to be called. It's sad. It really bothers me. It's too bad. All Larry Scott had to do was make the, or Klimikoff afterwards was make a deal with direct TV. Instead of the Pac-12 network running by itself, put the Pac-12 network on direct TV, another 30 or 40, I don't know how and much. Meanwhile, and meanwhile, Larry Scott probably made $60 million over 10 years. And Klyavikov the last two years has probably put $12 million in his pocket. So are they really concerned? Do they really care? The answer to that is no. Um, all right, that's about it for Believe uh, uh, Sports Biz Sports Media, also heard on pod clips. Uh, for Mario. For my cousin Andy Barron, for 126-year-old Art Source, I am Fred, and we'll see you around the corner. More Believe Sports Biz Sports Media. Bye, everybody.